Good morning. Bez Hashem, this morning we started the sugya of Bishal Akum, and Bishal Akum, amongst all the halachas of Macholi Akum, is the one that has perhaps the most practical ramifications. It's Negea, first of all, for all of us in our homes, if we have a cleaning lady, baby nurse, people, older people have an aide in the house, and it's very, very Negea. First of all, you have to be careful. You know, letting in these people cook in stamps, they have to be careful because of Basar Chol and other issues, but there's a tremendous problem of Bishal Akram if they're going to cook for you. We have to see which things they are allowed to cook, which things they're not allowed to cook. And it's Negea, obviously, on a commercial setting, restaurants, yeshivas, any area where you have non-Jewish help in the kitchen. And then in a factory setting, this is one of the biggest issues that the cautious organizations have to deal with is you know, the ingredients very often are very simple, plain ingredients, and there's no real cautious issue, and the factory doesn't bring anything else in. It's very easy to ascertain that everything that goes into the factory is all kosher and there's no problem, but Bishal Akim becomes a tremendous issue, and we'll have to see which foods do have this problem of Bishal Akim, which don't, and Bez Hashem will get into those details over future weeks. This week we focus very much on the Yesaitis of what, of the basis of the Xayra of Bishal Akim. And the first thing we saw was the fact that the Xayra of Bishal Akim is singled out by the Gemara to be asked, what's the Makar for this Xayra? All the other Xayra saying, well, didn't ask where it came from. The Gemara, no, it's Xayra, Midrabon, and Tassar, and fine, and go weiter. For some reason, when we got to Bishal Akim, the Gemara needed to know what's the Makar for this Isser. And not only did the Gemara ask what's the Makar, the Gemara even had a Havamina that it's actually an Iser de Eraisa. The Gemara brought a Pasuk. In the end, the Gemara was forced to back down from the Pasuk and say it's only Xayr de Rabba. And the question is, why did the Gemara assume that there's something different about Bishalakim? So we saw the Taisus explained that it must be, based on the fact that the Gemara had this question, it must be that the Xayr of Bishalakim was a much older Xayr than any of the other Xayrs. And because it was so old, it was pre-existing, so... The Gemara asked, where did this come from? The Gemara even had a Havamina that's their Isa. The Gemara then went on to prove that it's not their Isa, so it must be that it was an earlier Gzeira, and then this Gzeira was added on later. And Taisus himself asked, well then why, when they made the Gzeira originally, if the Gzeira was because of the issues that are involved, if you're going to get used to eating with a guy, why didn't they ask or pass? And Taisus was forced to be Mechadish, that there's less of a Chash of Chasnus when it comes to eating pas, than there is when it comes to eating other foods. And therefore, pas, originally they didn't make the gzeira, they only made the gzeira later on pas. Now, there is another mahalch in the Rishonim to explain why they needed to, why the Gemara asked Dafka over here. There are Rishonim who want to say that Adarabba, the gzeira of Bishel obviously came later, because the gzeira of Bishel was mentioned later in the mission, it's obviously a later Xayra, and they forced to address then, so then why the Gemara have a Havinitz their ice if it only came up later, but I'll call upon him, there was this recognition that the Xayra of Bishel was definitely a different Sibis Xayra, and whatever reason, this Xayra, the Gemara thought, had maybe stronger Yusaitis to it, and the Gemara thought maybe there is some sort of Makar their ice. And now, the question is, what is Taka the underpinnings? So we're saying that the Xayr of Bishel is clear from the Gemara, had 
its own unique status to the extent that the Gemara thought maybe it's the Raisa, the Gezeir maybe was made earlier, maybe later, but it's definitely something unique about the Gezeir of Bishop. So what is the reasoning for the Gezeir of Bishop? So in the Mishnah, we saw Rashi said that the Gezeir is because of Chasnas, which is that maybe once you get close to him, you're going to end up intermarrying with him, and that reasoning applies, that's the same reason why we had for Pas. And Shemen, all because of this shash of chasnas. However, we saw that Rashi and the Gemara added another reason. That when the Gemara was going through this shock of Atari, trying to figure out if we can somehow pull out from the Pasuk this Gzair of Bishal Akim, so Rashi said at the end of the Gemara, the Gemara says, no, must be that it's only Gzair Midir it's not a Dindar Isa. And Rashi says, why? Shloyia Yisrael Rogel Etzloy. That if you get used to eating by the guy, you're constantly hanging out by him, and he does all his cooking for you, eventually there's going to come a situation where he's going to feed you something non-kosher. So to prevent that, Chazal made the Gezeir of Bishalak. Now, the question is that, what's wrong with the Gezeir of Chassas? The Gezeir of Chassas was enough of a reason for Pass. Why did Rashi feel the need to be Mechadish, another reason when it came over here to Bishel, and Rashi himself said the reason in the Mishnah for Bishel is because of Chasnas. So Tysus was bothered with this question. Tysus is not, he thinks the Iker is Chasnas. He doesn't really explain why it is that Rashi felt the need to add this extra reasoning. So we saw two different svaras in Achrayim. Why is it that Rashi felt the need to give an additional svara? when it came to the Gzeira of Bishalakim. One reason, pretty simple reason, from Aruch HaShulchan. Aruch HaShulchan wanted to say that we know, we discussed this at length over the last few weeks, that Pass, we have se- several various coolers when it comes to Pass. That originally made the Gzeir of Pass, they saw people couldn't handle it, and they were Mekel, Pass Palter, person in a very dis- desperate situation, perhaps, if he doesn't have any bread at all. And we discuss various coolest that apply to pass, and that's how we fear the halach lamaisa, is that the ikil halach, is pass and is that we can be makel with pass palter. How come, when it comes to bishel, we don't find any such cool? There's no cooler of bishel palter, that if you're getting from a factory, you're getting from a commercial cooking enterprise, and we could say the same svar, right? If, if the svar of paspaltis is not so much chasnas, and therefore they were makel, if you're going to go to your baker in Befrat, we saw if you're not where you live, if you're out of your city, and you're besada, and all the different svars we went through, l'chayr, the same thing should apply to bishel. There's not really any shash chasnas. So, Zaktar HaShulchan, Rashi is coming to answer that question. Rashi is coming to tell us that if the whole gzair of bishel was only because of chasnas, so then all the coolest we say by pas make a lot of sense to say the same cools when it comes to Bishel. However, Rashi is telling us that by Bishel there's another additional concern, and this additional concern of perhaps you'll end up eating something non-kosher, that additional concern is not alleviated by any of the svaras that we have if you're by a baker and all these other svaras. Memela, that's why Rashi is coming to tell us this additional svara of Shemi Tomei to remember that even if there's other coolest by past, by Bishel, these coolest don't apply because, and he's telling you the reason why these coolest don't apply by Bishel, obviously, that's not Mechadish, the coolest don't apply, that's clear in the Gemara, Rashi is explaining to us the reason why they didn't say coolest when it came to Bishel is because Bishel, 
unlike pass as an additional shash of Shenichlana Dovatame. Pass, it seems in those days, was a very simple ingre- item. There was no long list of ingredients in the pass. And pass, you saw what it was. It was bread. If it was plain, regular bread, you knew it was flour, water, maybe a little bit of salt, and there was no shash of a male. It was more. The Makarma and Chaim, however, wanted to say a different svara, to say why Rashi needed to tell us this two different reasonings why Bishel Akim is also. And the Makarma and Chaim svara is not just a terror, it's why we don't have a terror. Makarma and Chaim is telling us something Yisaitistic about Makarma and Chaim is not telling us. He's explaining that Rashi is telling us something very Yisaitistic about the whole Gzair of Bishel Akim. We know, we saw that there's two main heterim when we talk about Bishal Akam. The two big heterim that we have in Bishal Akam is A, something which is edible when it's raw. Something that's edible when it's raw does not have a gzeira of Bishal Akam. And the second heter we have is a something that's not oil al shulchum something that wouldn't go on an elegant banquet, an elegant meal you wouldn't serve. That also doesn't have the gzeira of Hashem, over the future coming weeks, we'll have a chance to go in more in depth and discuss exactly how we quantify, especially what's Eilal Shulchan Alachim. Do we go with the type of food? Do we go with the specific method of preparation? And we'll have to discuss all those things in the coming weeks. But, the Sheir Shadvar, why is it that these two Atayim are said? So, Bishlam, or the Heter of Eino Eilal Shulchan Alachim, makes a lot of sense. If the whole Gzair is that Chasna, so you're going to come close to him. So we know that there's certain foods that you serve to someone when you want to have, you know, if you're having a client and you're trying to close a big deal and you invite the client, you're not going to serve him potato chips and, you know, and Pepsi. You're going to give him something a little bit more elegant. If you're going out to eat when you're getting serious and dating, you're going to have an elegant meal. There's a certain level of what type of food, like the Lashon of the Rambam, that you'd invite your friends for a chashiva meal to sit down and have this food, and then there's certain foods that are not so chashiv, that are, you know, they're a snack, they're something that people eat, and it could be even very important to our daily diet, but there's nothing chashiv about it, and because it's not chashiv, so there's no chashiv chasnas. So we can understand, if it's not a chashiv of food, there's no chashiv chasnas. The question, however, is, is what's the reasoning, why should we be making on something that's edible raw? I mean, yeah, I understand it's edible raw, but right now it's not raw. That apple is edible raw, but now that it was cooked and it was turned into some fancy, you know, dessert. So you know, you cooked it and made it into a whole sauce and put the sh- cooked strawberries and everything. You have this whole delicious fruit soup. If this is something fancy and elegant that could be served in a fancy <laughs> restaurant at a fancy bowl, so why? Sh- of course, it's chasnas. Why would chasnas not apply? So there are some who want to say that maybe even chasnas, to the extent that this food is technically edible raw. So maybe Uri wanted to say very shortly this far, you don't really recognize the actions of the cook and you don't relate this back to the chef and there's not really the shash chasnas. There are those who want to say al that it somehow is included in chasnas. But the Makarma and Chaim says that L'chayr, he understands chasnas would not apply to Nechot Right now, I totally changed the food. I came up with this whole new creation and it's a delicious creation and it's very elegant and fancy. It happens to be that I could have eaten the ingredients raw. Why should that not have chasnas. So, therefore, the Makar Ma'am Chaim says, Rashi is coming to answer this question and tell us the Makar for this Heter. The Makar for this Heter is that Chazal were not willing, and this goes back to what we were discussing before, that the Gzeira of Bishal Akam was an earlier Gzeira. 
when they made the Xavier of Bishal Akam, they didn't just ask it because of Chasnas. Chasnas alone, they wouldn't have asked it. They only asked it when there's both Chasnas and the Chash that Shem Yechelen Adabra taught me, that it will somehow eventually lead to a situation where he's going to feed you a non-kosher item. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean that the item I'm eating right now, I'm worried it's non-kosher, because then I can have a hachshif, the mashkiach is standing, it should be good. It means that if I become used to eating with this oisha chef, so eventually I'll forget to check the ingredients, and eventually he'll feed me something non-kosher. But that's only true when we have a type of food where I'm reliant on the chef. I need the chef to prepare. Without the chef, I can't eat it. So therefore, if I'm reliant, I get used to the fact that I have this guy who cooks for me, and without the guy, I can't eat my my lunch. So therefore, I'll come eat one time, even if the ingredients, I didn't double-check the ingredients. But if we keep the halacha such that I'm only allowed to eat, I could eat from the guy only things that are edible raw, there's never going to come to a situation where you're dependent on the guy, and you're not going to double-check, because you're anyways, whatever he can cook for you is food you can technically eat raw, so for whatever reason, he can't cook if he didn't check, you could just eat it raw, so therefore, since it's something which is edible raw, it will never lead to this type of dependence in a situation where you eat non-kosher ingredients, and therefore, what Rashi is coming to tell us is that there's two separate reasons, and I can we only ask if Bishal Akim when both are true. I have to have a chasnus, and it has to be something that could lead to Shemi Chlenodavatame. And if I don't have both components, then it's not going to be Osir. And therefore, we have these two different Atayrim. That if we can avoid Chasnas because it's not elegant, or I can avoid the Chash Shemi Chlenodavatame because it's something that's edible raw, with either of these two components, that would be enough of a Svara to allow us to be made. Now, Another issue we saw this week, which is extremely negea l'halacha, is the question of how far does this gzair go? Taisus brought a deya from the Bavram, who wanted to say, Bavram ben David, who said, that l'chair, if the whole iser is chasnas, or shem yichlen if the guy is cooking in my house, I hire some sort of cleaning help, and she also does cooking for me, so what's the chash? She's only using my ingredients. She's not going to feed me a davatame. She's never. There's no reason for her to go out and buy ingredients. She just cooks what's in the house. And chasnas is no chasnas. I might go. There's no closeness that comes going to your next door neighbor for a meal when you're having a barbecue together. That's not what's going on over here. She just she works for me. I'm, I'm, there's no chasnas. So zokta ravram should be mutter. If it's in your house with your ingredients, it should be mutter. However, we saw that. Rabbi Natam rejects this. Rabbi Natam says, no, it's a loy plug. They asked it in all situations. And that's how it's passing in the Torah, in the Shulchan Aruch is that in all situations, there is no heter just because it's the base Yisrael with the Jews' ingredients. So, what's the Nafkimino Halacha? So, the Nafkimino Halacha is, how do we understand Ramah? The Mechaber brings down a heter from the Ramban, which is totally not applicable to us. The Ramban was matter that the type of shvachas that they used to have in the Ramban's days that were actually bought, and they owned them, they were slaves, at least of some sort, but they were actually belonged to the Jews, so those type of slaves, the Ramban, was matter that they can cook for you. Because they have a quasi, they have in, their status in halacha is somewhat different than a regular goy, they can't do malach on Shabbos, and they actually belong to you, they're considered part of your household, it's not the same level of goy, and it's not included in the gzeira of Bishlach. So that halacha is the Ramban's halacha, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, not 100% sure if he's masking to it, but anyway, it's not negaya for us, because we 
don't have those type of shvachas. We have hourly workers. That's it. However, the Ramah says that there is mokim lahakol, not lachatchili. You're not allowed to have the guy to cook for you. If a guy did cook for you, the Ramah says b'di'evid we could be mekel. What's the reason? Where is the Ramah coming from? Now maybe the Ramah is only talking about slaves, but it's clear that Chreinim understood the Ramah is talking about even hourly workers. So the Chachmas Adam explains where is this coming from. So he says because. Anybody who works for you, when they're working for you, the whole chasness is that someone cooks you a meal, there's a certain relationship that's developed. But if this person's just doing their job, right, they're not enjoying it, they're not doing you a favor, they're just trying to make their salary, so they're doing it because you told them to do it, that doesn't have strong chasness. Now that on its own would not necessarily be a svar lahakul. However, b'tzirif, the sheet of Rambam and David, the Taisus brought down, which although rejected lahalacha, is a tzirif, so the Ramah held that when you're in a B'dievet situation, it was already done. The guy went, you told them that, you know, whatever, whatever, to make sure to take the roast out of the fridge, and they went and they misunderstood you, and they stuck it in the oven, and they cooked the roast. In a B'dievet situation, so because, A, there's not really a chash chasnas, they work for you, B, since they're doing their job, and she looked at it as something she was told she has to do, so the Ramah, B'chiyai Gavna, was makeo B'dievet. Now, you can't use this heter in every situation. Well, Marshall, I know I've gotten a lot of shiles in the past that people have baby nurses. And baby nurses, they go and they cook this and they cook that. If it's not part of their job description, you lose the heter that they're doing it because they have to do it. Or if you have an aide, now you have to know, maybe the aides are supposed to be cooking. It's a question. But if you have someone whose job is to do whatever you tell them, their job is to do kitchen work, and therefore when they're doing the bishel, you're not allowed to tell them to do the bishel, they're doing it as part of their job, so then that heter perhaps would apply in Eifim B'dievet, if it happens you'd have to ask a shayla, but when it's someone who it's part of the job description, so then there is makam to be mekel B'dievet, the base Israel. Now, first of all, there's two shaylas. There's a shayla about the food, which is one shayla, then you have to know about the kalim, which Bez Hashem will discuss. In future week, there's more makam lahakal. Bez Hashem will get to that. And just to finish off with one last inyan that was brought up in, this, in the conscious this week, was the question of in the Gemara, it was Mavur that besides to the heter of any nechel kamoishuchai and the, I'm sorry, nechel kamoishuchai, something edible raw doesn't have an isabishal akam. And the other heter, the Gemara mentioned that if it's eina ilal shulcham alachim, if it's not something that would go on an elegant banquet, it's mutter. In the Gemara, in the build up, when the Gemara is trying to figure out if we can learn it out from a Pasik, the Gemara understood that something that didn't change its form is going to be mutter. And the question would be, is that svara kaim lamaskana? Rashi felt that even lamaskana, that svara is kaim. Just a muscle where this might be negea, chestnuts. If roasted chestnuts, I don't know if it's ayol shulchan lachem, but if we'll assume that's ayol shulchan lachem, you go downtown in Manhattan, they're roasting the chestnuts over the open fire. If there's no cautious issues, it's in the shells, and just it's all they do is roast the chestnuts. The question, is there a problem with bishal akam? So Rashi is telling us that it's not nishtan briyasi, it sits there in the shell, it doesn't change its form at all, it should be mutter. However, the Rambam, when he brings down the halacha that the Gemara used to prove that roasted, toasted wheat kernels, the Gemara says it's mutter, the Rambam says the reason it's mutter is not because it didn't change its form, the Rambam says because it's not al shulchan halacha. So halacha lamai, so we have to know, do we pass like Rashi the Rambam? Shulchan Aruch, Mechaber, and the Ramah both clearly paskin the Feirish and the Ramah like the Shita of the Rambam, that even if it didn't change its form, if it's Eilal Shulchan Malachim, it would be Aser, and that's how the Aruch HaShulchan Paskins Halach HaMaisa, 
However, the shach over here says that no, the paiskim were makel as long as it didn't change its form. So halacha l'mais, we'll leave it as a machloek sachreinim. Benigea, the roasted chestnuts. I don't know also if there's kashas concerns, but I'll call upon this is another interesting nekuda. Is there a third hetter aside from the two hetterim of Eino Elo Shulchan Malachan and Nechol Kamei Shuchai? Is there an additional hetter of Loi Nishtana Tzurasa? And that's a machloek sachreinim.